Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are Christian and Stuart from PT Hale out in Manchester, United Kingdom. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you today? Good, thank you. Good, thank you. Excited to have you guys here. Thank you for making some time in your busy day of being gym owners to come and give back to the fitness industry. We appreciate it. I'm sure it's been a long day for you guys. So I appreciate you ending it here with me. Before we kind of dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on at your fitness business, give us a little bit, you know, a brief background here. What was it that led to you guys opening PT Hale? Um, well, we both had our own gyms in our own right um, for about 10 years separately. Um, and then obviously lockdown hit. So uh, we previously, we had a gym together like 13 years ago and went our separate ways amicably and then ran separate uh, businesses. So coming out of the lockdown, uh, we just decided to merge. Thought safety in numbers is a little bit slow getting things going again. Uh, so we thought we'd get the old band back together. I love it. So we've, so we've got, we already had two PT studios and we had a few people in the team. So we've come together in one PT studio with our mixed team. So we're sort of bigger than ever now. I love that. You know, when you take two people who are really good and strong at what they do, like what they can do together is amazing. Um, two really growth minded, strong individuals can create a really awesome business together. Um, yeah, so, absolutely. You know, yeah, you know, and now you have PT Hale. Give us your elevator pitch. Tell us who you are. What services you guys provide? Paint a picture for our listener here. So um, we're basically the the PT studio for Hale in Cheshire in Manchester. So when everyone thinks about personal training, we are the place that people come to in this area. So we're just a personal training studio, not a commercial gym. People only come here for personal training. Okay. So people come to you for personal training. Personal training is cool because for a lot of people out there in the world, like they really need that individualized experience to help them reach their health and fitness goals. Not everybody is just like motivated enough to go walk into a big box gym, know what what to do on their own. Exactly. And you get these these big gyms and they're quite daunting, scary. There's a lot of people around. Whereas in a studio, you could be just on your own with the trainer or just a few people around. It's a very friendly environment. And one thing we always have is, the trainers always have good banter. The clients have good banter. We have a good social life apart from outside of that. So we have a real nice community here. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, personal training is your bread and butter. You guys also offer a few circuit classes throughout the week as well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, it's just a, like a small add-on. But again, the, the social aspect of that, a lot of those people that come to those sessions aren't necessarily personal training clients. So it, they, they kind of feed both revenue streams, but 90% of what we do is, is the one-to-one or the two-to-one training. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, how many trainers do you guys have utilizing the space right now? It is seven. Yeah, seven, seven, seven trainers. Seven. Okay. And how exactly does that work? Do you guys, are they contractors using the space and paying rent? Do you guys employ them? Um, kind of what model do you follow and why? 
We, uh, we kept everyone self-employed um, in the UK, uh, maybe in America as well, but uh, there's just a lot of employment law floating around. Um, there's, there's, there's national insurance, there's pensions, there's sick pay, maternity pay. Um, and with all, you know, with coming out of COVID especially, chances of people being off ill is pretty high. So we, we can put the onus back on the trainer. Um, we empower them with tools, like we help coach them, build the business. So we, we you know we're in it together with them. We want to make their business as profitable as possible. Um, and we do, yeah, we charge a flat rental just to those trainers. Okay. So when you charge that flat rent, for example, if you had a trainer who had like 40 clients and then you had a trainer that had five clients, are they paying the same amount of monthly rent or does it go up based upon the amount of clients that you have? No, so we have um, our trainers who want to be here full time. They just pay a flat rate of 800 pounds a month and they can work as many hours as they want. And then people who want to do part-time, um, they just pay 10 pound an hour. So they, but we try and make sure they do at least 10 hours a week. So to charge a minimum of 400 pound a month. Got you. And, you know, it sounds like you guys said that a big reason why you came to that model is because, you know, the employment laws and everything in, anywhere like in the u.s they're just as bad as as over there there's a lot of laws when it comes to like time off and um everything so you know by uh going the self-employment route you don't really have to deal with that but you mentioned there too that you guys are helping them run their businesses so in what way do you help your trainers thrive because obviously if our trainers are thriving then our business is thriving Exactly. So it helps us then being busier. So we actually actually give, give clients to our trainers all the time. So our brand, our business is what brings um, clients in through the door. And then we just pepper them out to the right uh, trainer for the clients. Um, so they're always going to get clients from us. And also we do any mentoring that people need, especially if someone's new to the industry. We sort of explain how thing, basic processes are built and built their business up for them. Yeah, I think the, the amount of experience that we've got individually between Christian and I, we've both been doing this um, over 15 years each. So there's 30 years of experience. So we've, we've made all the mistakes that a new trainer could have made um, and probably made more, to be honest. But, and we're still learning to a certain degree. But just, yeah, getting some processes in, in place. And um, it's just simple things like um, people's objections to personal training. If you're doing a consultation, it's like, you know, bar barriers to sales, whatever you call them. So how do you overcome it? So they can't afford personal training uh, twice a week, for example. It's just different ways uh, of, of addressing those questions to get people in the door. Um, and then it's, it's, it's uh, educating them as well. Like a lot of people come straight off the personal training course, they get qualified, bumped, and then they walk on the gym floor and they're like, what now? So we've got a couple of trainers, you've got, we've had to build them from scratch. So you go through all sorts of business process with them, but also training processes as well, how to structure client programs, measurement sessions. Um, and then we guide them on like ongoing development as well, different courses that can go on, different things to kind of build themselves. I think that's so important. Like a lot of places, you know, a trainer freshly has their certification, they're new, they're hot, they want to come in and, and get started. They might have the certica certification, but they don't have the knowledge and the background on the business side. They don't know how to acquire their clients. They don't know how to do sales. And so I think it's so important that you guys are spending the time to make sure that your trainers know how to do those things, because ultimately that's going to help you be successful. 
um, and help your trainers be successful. Because if they're successful, then we're successful, and that's what we want. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll never forget when when I first joined a commercial gym when I had recently qualified, and I you know, had to walk up to someone on a treadmill who was trying to exercise themselves. They had their earphones and you had to weigh with them, get their attention. They might be a little bit overweight, and then you have to tell them that they are overweight and how they need your services and how you want to charge the money for that. And it's, it can be quite offensive, really. Yeah. Um, so you, it's just a real tough battle, really. So we're just trying to, in, in our environment, if someone comes to us for personal training, chances are they've already read about us on the website, they've already seen our Google business page, they've already read the reviews, they're already kind of 90% bought in um, to having personal training, they've contacted us. So um, we just try and keep it as, as simple and as smooth for the, the trainers as possible. Yeah, because me and Stu both start off um, LA Fitness Commercial Gym and we were like on the gym floor doing the hard sales. We've done all that stuff, whereas pretty much every trader we've had over the last 15 years has never had to deal with that. They've just turned up to our nice studio, clients be yeah, given to them, and, they, and it's a very, very easy way to start. But it's quite a nice process for them to do that because we know how hard it was when we started off. Yeah. And also at a big commercial gym, they also you'll probably pay rent up front, a month up front, and a month in advance. We've got clients, whereas when people turn up to us, they don't have to pay any rent. And they only pay rent for the hours they're in it. So if you're only picking up, say, five hours the first week, you only pay £50 that week, £200 a month, then you only pay the rent when you actually get the clients there. So it's a much easier process for people to build up again the industry that we yeah. didn't have. Really like working with the, the trainer, right? Like setting them up for success rather than yeah. failure. That's um, right. Because most really trainers, as Brenda, they fail in the first year because of these obstacles of high rents and and not knowing the processes to get clients and keep clients. So it does make a difference. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, how exactly does the, like the training packages work? Like, do you guys charge your clients per session? Do you have them pay a membership? Do they pay like a monthly, um, like monthly amount? Kind of what options do you have? No, it's, um, it's just pay per session. Um, there's no membership at all at the gym. So everyone only pays for the sessions they have. Um, but we do obviously make sure everyone's got a regular stop because there's no point in someone training once a month for every two months. So most people, when they sign up, average twice a week. Some people it's three times, some people it's one, but most people it's twice a week. Um, and they have regular stops every week they come in. And then most people pay a block of around 10 to 12 sessions, which will cover them for a month or six weeks. Yeah, okay. I mean, um, I, I've, had a, I've had every sort of payment system uh, that you can probably think of uh, over the years. I mean, I used to have everyone just on a monthly standing order using GoCardless, um, so the clients would pay uh, on a monthly basis in advance. Um, but because of the lockdowns and the COVID stuff, they had they all got cancelled. So when we were reopening again, it was really kind of rocky. So um, my my processes and my the way I ran my clients uh, changed. Yeah, I think we've had to be. Um, a lot more accommodating or a lot, a lot more flexible. Um, people seem to cry off a little bit, a little bit easier these days with, with the sessions and not cancel. Well, if they cancel last minute, we still charge them, but there's definitely a, a difference in the air where people are just seem to be a bit iller. Um, if they've got a cold or a sneeze, they just cancel the session straight away when previously, I mean, we're coming out of it, aren't we? But um, certainly in the past year, just, everyone's just been a bit more flaky. So it's even more important to take the payments up front off the clients and, and make sure they're booked in for regular slots. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think like a lot of, you know, when we're allowing the pay per session model where like they can just pay whenever they come in and some gyms like don't have people booked in for sessions like ahead of time. When we're not doing that, we're kind of doing our client a disservice because for yeah. most people, the hardest part is getting is showing up. So this if is, they don't have something on the calendar or they don't have a exactly. books, they're not going to show up. They'll, they'll say, oh, like I have a cold today. I'm not coming. But in reality, they just don't want to come to the gym. Yeah. They're just letting that excuse like. No, we, we've, we've got a cancellation policy and you can cancel within a day before really. And especially because I've booked, I was also booked up with people through the day because you average around sort of eight, 10 people a day. That's their slot. And if they don't turn up that slot, that slot goes to someone else. That's how quick it is. So people pay in advance, they've got slots booked. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we are empathetic to the clients, but at the end of the day, we're in the business. So I always say, let's let's never cancel, let's rearrange. So, um, you know, if someone's booked in 7 a.m. on a Monday, they, they go out Sunday and have one too many drinks or something. And, you know, if, if they're a serial counselor, we just we take the money. But if someone's cancelling for a, a genuine reason um, or they're just having a bad day, we just say, look, let's not lose the session. Let's try and rearrange it. If we can rearrange it, we will. Um, but if we can't, then we have to charge them for the session. Yeah, I think that's a very, very smart kind of policy um, to follow. Now, when because you're selling like kind of packs of, of sessions like I think did you say 12 sessions yeah ten, yeah 10 or 12 sessions at a time yeah so if you're selling 10 or 12 sessions at a time you know that causes us to have to kind of like resell that person is that ever a challenge for you guys like do you ever no, not, not at all when I when we first started this into going through training the, the whole point of um doing it's like a set of selling 10 12 sessions a block was that you kept that person for um sort of six weeks and that, the whole goal when I was first started training was you just to try and keep someone for, for six to 12 weeks and then find someone else. Mm. Um, most of my clients I've had for well over 10 years now. So it's just never the case. It's, it's just as soon as someone starts with me, they will be with the long term. So it's just a reoccurring um, charge they do every sort of few weeks when the sessions are finished. It's not something you need to sort of reevaluate. That's, that's good. That's good I, would, that's I, would, I would, most of us wouldn't take someone on for, if someone says, I want to come in for a month before the summer, we're not interested in that. We're into long-term change of people's life for the long-term goals yeah absolutely so i want to ask you guys you know from your standpoint what would you consider to be the biggest bottleneck when it comes to the business side of things and what do you feel like you're actively doing to kind of work on overcoming that bottleneck oh good question um i think i think just for for, for us as we're trying to grow the business together since, since we kind of joined forward when did we join forward? was it april this year april yeah. it's only april this year so it's still in its infancy but uh, we, we've we take we've done a rebrand and all that stuff but i think the bottom line for, for any gym we, we don't have footfall do you know what i mean we don't have a, a, a we're not a, we've got a large membership to go at in terms of the commercial gym we don't have new members signing up left right and center and then we can upsell pt to them so um, for us, we've been using Google Business a lot recently. Yeah. Uh, we've been working with a company that, that do posts for us. Um, we need to get reviews, blah, blah, blah. So for us, it's just continually finding new clients is our biggest struggle. Um, but what we've been doing, it's been, is it two, we've done two months of the Google Business thing properly now. Yeah. And we've got like three inquiries this week already. So it's slowly turning. Um, and I think that there has been a bit, a bit of a general COVID hangover with 
clients and, and general public going back to commercial gyms or, or even personal training, I think there's still a bit of a fallout of people. Uh, I mean, the, the main hardcore people have gone back to the gym happily. You've still got kind of, you know, a fair yeah, decent... I think, I think all those PTs, every client that's like stopped in lockdown, everyone's come back. Yeah. So everyone's got all their um, core clients back and it's just building all the new people on top of that now. Yeah. So with the Google stuff, what I like about Google a lot is when we have a good relationship with, with Google, we have a good presence on Google, the people that are looking for some sort of fitness, they're going to find us because they're Googling gym near me or they're Googling trainer near me or whatever, and they're going to stumble across us. So that's yeah. good. But when it comes to the clients out there that aren't specifically looking for personal training or aren't specifically looking for a gym, but like maybe they need some sort of change. How are you reaching those individuals? Uh, I mean, just through social, our social medias and stuff like that, we, we put on uh, just regular content. So there's no like hard sales that we do on there necessarily. I think it's just constantly being there in the, in the, in the local area and in, in the local public eye and putting out, it might just be someone's workout that we put out there or a little post about ourselves or something like that. It's just, for us, it's just on the socials anyway, it's just slowly drip feeding what we do day in, day out so that someone can familiarize themselves with who we are and what we do and kind of environment we've got. Um, and that might, it might take them six months to contact us, it might take them six weeks, it might take them six years, but I think if you keep putting it out there, people do, do come through. Um, the Google business side is a little bit different, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that's, that's just trying to make more of a commercial effort. But with the socials, it's just more of a, a daily, day-to-day -day kind of, this is who we are, this is what we do. Um, I, I have seen a lot of people pushing like these transformation stuff, like the semi-private group training sessions, where it's, I need, you know, I need 20 fat men in the local area to come sign up to an eight-week boot camp. I've, I've seen a lot of that going on, but um, what, like I said, what we pride ourselves on and what, what we do, 90% uh, of our revenue is the one-to-one -one personal training. So um, we're, not, we're not looking at the masses. Um, we like to do personal training. We like to do a one-to-one -one job where we can, and uh, I've been asked to do online training left, right, and center. Uh, I was asked yesterday. People make a hell of a lot of money online um, because they can scale it, right? The scalability, scalability that's massive. But uh, I've been asked to do it for over 10 years, but I just, I like to be in front of people one-to-one. -one. I like the, so I like to be able to touch them and, and physically interact with them. Um, right. And I, I, I just, I don't, maybe I don't have the confidence. Maybe it's my comfort zone that I don't want to put myself out there online, even though I'm doing a, a podcast with you. But, um, I, you know, yes, you can absolutely scale up, scale your business online, but um, I'd rather do more sessions one-to-one -one yeah. than just sell to random people I'm never going to meet. Yeah, no, I got you. Not everybody like would thrive in the online environment, right? This, like you said, the scalability, the, the opportunity to scale online, it's endless. But not yeah. that's not everybody's cup of tea. I know for I me, I'm like, getting old and set in my ways. I think I'm getting. Uh, <laughs> you saw I was like with technology before, trying to just join this call, right? <laughs> yeah. But also, so where so where we are in in um in uh, Manchester in, in in Cheshire, this nice little village called Hale. Basically, where our studio is quite a sort of large studio, uh, like a little mini gym, and um, we're right in the centre of the whole village. So everyone sort of walks past the time. We've got nice. Big start, bright branding. Our branding's obviously pink. We've got bright logos outside. So anyone that walks around sees us all the time. Also, 
all our trainers obviously wear our uniform at times so we're always seen in the village so the best thing we can have is obviously people come and speak up to us in the coffee shop walking past the street talking to their friends to the school gates about us that's the the best sale we ever have is just people talk about us in the area yeah i think the most clients i've picked up is in coffee shops and cafes just on my lunch break and people they see you day they see you day in day out fit like personally and then eventually they'll just say oh by the way i wouldn't mind coming see you guys for a little session so that's that that's how the majority of our sales actually happens so what, yeah, we, what we say to our trainers is you need to be seen people you're in a little box in this place so how do people know we are you have to be seen out there whether that's going for a jog outside or going for a coffee every day at the work top and people think who's that person there in that gym top they look fair i might well go train them they look approachable or they'll google the gym they'll google the back of your your logo think oh pdl what's that and then they'll discover you and find you yeah no word of mouth is always good no matter what kind of industry that we have that we're in exactly. we love word of mouth because that's free marketing right we just have like to wear our brand and talk about our brand and we're going to naturally grow that way and typically those clients are like the clients that stick around with us for a while because they've had they've built that relationship with us over time and you know really this is a relationship building business um kind of wanted to circle back there to something that you had had mentioned um that you're utilizing you know social media to kind of create like nurturing content just like content that shares information about you guys your clients things like that um has that been beneficial like have you guys gotten leads from that or would you say that it just kind of is something that you do to um like help the current community of the gym like, be, be honest there's no i mean you post daily don't you there's yeah no, so there's no structure to it so there's no there's no like so we're not we're not trying to like we're not actively trying to entice people into the gym using our socials to answer that question so uh, like monetizing our socials um i don't know maybe it's not very british i don't know but um we you just you just post like what you do day in day out in the gym with your clients. Yeah, so it might be a client doing a workout, might be me doing an exercise, might be there's a, a children's day in the gym sort of thing there. Um, what people have done meal prep for that day, clients giving check-ins to us, um, loads loads of different things. Just sort of shows up the sort of environment yeah. in the gym, what everyone's doing that. And yeah, we do get we do get leads from it. And then obviously I've had my personal brand where I've got loads of leads over the past, and then Stuart's had his. And we're amalgamating ours together as well as growing a new one. Um, and if you get sort of one lead a month that turns out to a client over a year, that's quite a lot of people. Yeah. Are you guys aware that like everywhere, not just in the US, not just in the UK, but like social media marketing and advertising, like in this industry specifically, is the number one way to find new clients in 2022, like post pandemic? Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard though. Like, I feel like we're all fitness people, right? Generally, if we have a gym, we are fitness people. We're not necessarily like marketing, digital advertising experts. And so figuring out how to do those things on social media and make it be something that's not only worth our money and our time, it's a little bit difficult, but I've seen benefit from it after taking a long time to figure it out. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, me and, me and Stu obviously started this industry 15 years ago, so we were very much an old school um, method sort of a uh, way of getting clients and everything like that. So we've had to sort of uh, change our philosophies yeah. and sort of learn social media. If, we, if we'd have started the industry um, like now, we'd be more up to date with it. So we're just 
have it on top of, but we're not. It's not as important as like the face-to-face -face ones we get from local village. I, but yeah, I agree with what you said. I think we've, we've started the Google business things. We've started. We've invested money into that. And we're starting to see a return on that, which is great. After well, we're just in month three now, aren't we? So um, we've seen a return on that investment already. I think the next thing we've talked, we actually talked about last week, was that we can we could do with some help with the socials. Um, to try and get into that market. Just, I, for me, when I was tag on Instagram now or, or whatever it is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't even have a TikTok account or a Snapchat account, right? So that's how far behind the times I am. I'm getting old, but um, Instagram's about as far as I can go. But I do see, I see a lot of people putting the content out there and the sponsored adverts and yeah, but I don't know, maybe I'm a bit set in my ways. It sounds like everyone's shouting loud as well. So how loud do you need to shout in, in, in amongst the competition, do you know what I mean? See, we know what we're good at. We're, very good at our job, very good at our client base, our trainers, we're very good at running a gym. But as mm. far as social media, that's not always our expertise. That's why we're, we're trying to pay people to do that. Yeah, no, I would say that's what you should do, right? When we are business owners, like typically we're really stubborn. Like we think in the very beginning that we can do it all and that nobody can do it better than us because it's our baby. Yeah. And we're, we know how to love our baby better than anybody else. But to be honest, there's little pieces of the business that if we could just hand it off to somebody else and be like, hey, yeah, exactly. we're at this. I'm an expert at the training side. Let's partner together and, and make something really awesome. That's the best decision to make. Well, that's probably the best thing about us, us coming together. I think 10 years ago, we might have acted like that. Um, and obviously doing our own gyms, we probably did do that in our own ways with our own gyms. But as being older and having so much experience now coming together we have accepted right this is what we're good at this is what you're good at this is what i'm good at okay. together we're great and there's a few things we can do so that's the things we're trying, we're trying to pass out uh, yeah we, we're still learning like so we only started this together in april um and we, we were going to get rid of the google business guys up until like literally like a week ago because it's a slow week, process of building you, yeah, you want things to happen straight away don't you so we, we directly got three leads through the google business and we were about to get rid of them it's like, oh, actually, this takes time. Okay, maybe this is working. And now every day is a phone call, so it is working. Yeah, don't give, don't give it up on um, <laughs> anything digital. I mean, like in 2022, everything is digital. People are spending yeah. so much time online. And like people want fitness or maybe they think they need fitness, but they don't know where to go to get it. So if we can just be standing in front of them, like in a Facebook ad, in a Google ad, and like, hey, we're here. We, we're going to change your life. Um, it's the best thing that we can do. Um, I blew up my gym through social media ads, changed so many lives that probably would have never thought to Google CrossFit gym near me in Orlando, Florida, like, because they just would have never thought to, to look into CrossFit, but they tried yeah. it and now they're healthier because of it. Um, I want to ask you guys, you know, goal wise, if you could have a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for the business came true. What would that picture look like for the both of you? We're we're pretty we're pretty simple guys to be honest. We're not <laughs> when we're you know um, we we make good money uh, individually like through our one to one sessions. Uh, in terms of the gym as a business, I mean we're we're not we're not money hungry. Are we? we don't we don't want to be making fifty k a month each and blah blah blah. But um, we've got a good quality of life. Um, like if you said you could do this for another twenty years, but there's no pitfalls. We're happy. <laughs> it doesn't sound very motivational, but what I mean is we've, we've, all our bottom lines are covered uh, in terms of the, the rent and the bills and the staffing and stuff like that. So if we had two, if we had two more full-time trainers, 
um, we, we'd, be, we'd be happy with that because we're making a great passive income on top of the actual direct income that we're doing as well. Um, I, I, I have another gym in another area. Um, so I, I, I expanded a few years ago, but it's like, as soon as I focus on like this one together, we've been doing that one's take, that one started crashing. So I feel like, you know, so now this one's going well, I'm going to start running back over to the other gym and doing that one. And you know, you can't be in two places at once. Right. So, um, we could expand maybe, um, but I, I don't know what the more expansion, more problems, more headaches, right? So um, it, 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 it's not a no, it's just a not now, I think. I think we're going to, because we've yeah. started this yeah, I, think, I think we're just thinking basically the next year, we just need to make sure every every trainer is completely full. Um, then so we'll move on to the next thing. Yeah, I think, we, yeah, we do have, we have like, I said, like I said at the beginning, we've got a 12 to 18 month plan for this place to get it going. And I think we're, we're on track for that, to be honest. Um, so who knows, maybe, maybe you'll help me with the religion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not asking yet. Yeah. yeah, so really, you know, what, what kind of gym is the second gym that you have? Is it the same? Same concept, gym? same concept. So it's, it's in the next nice town over, Wilmslow, and um, it's actually in uh, an apartment block. So it's like a residence gym. So okay. I've done it like a hotel style gym. Um, so the residents have access to it, um, but then we can run personal training business out of there as well. You've got two PTs in there, haven't you? To, yeah, I'm going to be in another one next week. Um, but yeah, it, it, t- it ticks over. Um, but because I've been more more kind of focused on this this site um, since April, uh, I'll be going back to that one soon and um, taking taking back the reins, I think. We got to get like both of them like just flowing, right? So like yeah. you can, one of them's not hurting um, when you're spending time at the other one. And um, that's hard, like when you run multiple fitness. Yeah, businesses. I mean, I, I did, I did have a, I had a business plan. I bought, I bought um, like business domain and stuff like that for, the, for the, another village further on, Nutsford as well. And I had this idea of kind of like, they're on the map for like a triangle. So I was going this like training triangle of Cheshire. And uh, take over, blah blah blah. And I did, you know, I set up the Wilmslow one. Um, then I had kids, uh, which kind of distracted me from uh, all my extra time and effort and energy that I had. Um, but now that's all calming down. So that, never say never. If we, um, you know, once this place is 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 firing all cylinders, which is not far off from doing, uh, maybe we'll go we'll move to the Wilmslow one and move on from there. I mean, I, I personally was um, in the Marines years ago, so I was on a like very humble sort of wage. So when I left there, my only aim was to make sort of what I was earning in the Marines. And then it was like, right, what was the next rank of the Marines of Corporal? What were they on? I need to earn that. And I did that in the first year. And then every year I've just tried to earn more than that. And then you just get to a comfortable wage where you're comfortable living. Um, and just, if you can keep that doing as a personal trainer being self-employed, I think you're pretty successful. And then running a gym, having a few trainers as well to sort of help you with the rent or pay the rent or make a profit. Um, that, that's the sort of goal really. And that's been happening for whatever, 10 years. So long may it concede. Definitely. Where can our listeners go to follow you guys on, on social media? What, what we mainly on, we're mainly on Instagram, aren't we? Yeah. So if you go on Instagram, PT Hale. Yeah. PT Hale one. PT Hale one. Cause I've, I've, I've changed my gym name to PT Hale one. And then Christian changed his uh, name to PT Hale underscore 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 yeah. And then we're, we're trying to figure out how to merge the two, but we're not very tech savvy, like we said. 
Okay. 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 Got it. So, um, easy enough though, for us to find it. If you just type in PT Hale one, I'm sure we can yeah. find both of you. Yeah. And find Facebook PT Hale as well. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you guys for being here today. I had a lot of fun listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like, and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Jim Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will be in touch with you soon. As always until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us are Warren and Megan of CrossFit Pell City coming to you from Alabama. Gentlemen, or gentle lady and gentlemen, what's going on today? How are we? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great. I'm very, very well. I'm excited to have you here. And the three of us got the chance to chop it up a little bit before starting this recording. But for the people who aren't familiar with this business, this box, give us a quick elevator pitch, guys, for some context. How do you describe CrossFit Pell City when you're telling other people? You want to handle that? Okay. Um, We kind of go through the, uh, the slogan, I guess, community fitness results right we we want to build most importantly we want to have that community and i I think uh if you talk about communities within a crossfit gym i think we probably have top notch best best you can find um so yeah we're we're a community of like-minded individuals that we all have that goal to be really better at life that's kind of why everybody's here It's, it's not necessarily to be a top tier athlete but to to make everyday life a easier uh, endeavor. Sure. And I, I'm fascinated with the origin or the, the genesis of this. When you guys became involved, kind of walk us through how that process became where you guys are now sitting as owners. How did that all this take place? Uh, involved in what way? Originally, like five years yeah, ago? When, before okay. you were the owners, when did we start our journey with CrossFit Pell City and how did that eventually become now I'm the owner of CrossFit Pell City? Um, So CrossFit Pell City opened up July of 2017 and we joined August of 2017. So we were fairly new members and it was actually the first CrossFit gym in Pell City Mm -hmm. uh, within really 30 minutes of Pell City. So it was a new thing. I had done CrossFit in the past. Uh, I convinced her watching the games that Hey, I may want to try this stuff. So we we went ahead and jumped into it. Um, I started, I got my L1 in October and I started coaching. So we do a long training process, but I started my training process basically as soon as I got it. And uh, January, February, I was full-blown coaching. Um, you got yours in February-ish? Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, about February so, <laughs> after his, yeah. 
Yeah, so and then she started coaching and we we kind of just jumped on the team of we were kind of some of the original coaches. We jumped on that team and um stayed with it. Uh she stayed with it more consistently than me because I actually departed the gym for a short amount of time and I did my own stuff at home and then came back. And when I came back, that's kind of how we we kind of came to the realization of the direction the gym was going and mm. that that's not necessarily the direction that we wanted it to go and that we saw it to go. So that's when we sat down with the owner and kind of talked about, hey, what do you want to do? Um, this is our intentions. And we, we came to an agreement to be able to purchase the, the business. Yeah. yeah. And, and so here we are, right? Yes. That yeah. wasn't necessarily growing up as little kids, a little boy and a little girl dreaming of being a gym owner, but we Not kind of all. found ourselves in that situation in the short tenure that you've had as business owners explore both sides of this with me. What's been your favorite part about running this business and what's been the most challenging part about running this business? Um, so I've, I'll go. So I, I love pouring into the community. Like I, I, they're my people, they're my friends. Like, and that I'm, you know, we had not been living in Alabama. We moved away for a short times so when we joined back. I was, it was kind of like the way that I made my friends. And so, um, you know, so these are, these are my people and I just love being able to pour into them. Um, I feel like there were some things that, you know, fell away when things weren't great at the gym. And so I love being able to, you know, give back to them and, you know, in, in small, away, small amounts. Um, and so that's like my favorite part. Um, and then um, the most challenging part has probably been trying to fit family life, owning a farm, um, and to be able to do everything um, with excellence is really hard. Um, so yeah, that's been Every the big gym owner that listens to this podcast is nodding their head in agreement yeah. right now. <laughs> sure. You guys are, are not alone in that boat. And and it's a common theme, unfortunately, in our industry. Yeah. I hear all the time that people, whether six months in, six years in, they work a lot. It's a small business. It requires attention. I assume that you guys don't want to be consumed entirely yeah. by this. It sounds like priorities are to be able to spend some time with family. And I think it's certainly possible, but definitely challenging nonetheless. Yeah, Walk me through kind of, let's explore different aspects of the business side of this. I want to, I want to pick your brain on where we get people to join as members, how we turn those members into, or turn those leads into members and then how we keep them. First things first, the marketing side of things. Since you guys have taken over, what's worked best for you just to get people through the doors in the first place? Probably if I were to guess social media, and then a big one, and I think it's always been the case, even before we owned it, was uh, self-advertising from athletes. Uh, that, that's huge for us. Yeah. It's a like a word of mouth kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Word, word of mouth. Yeah, yeah it's sure. a small town. People know people. So that's been our biggest, our biggest thing. So. Okay. So two-pronged, right? Yeah. Social media, word of mouth. And those things aren't necessarily exclusive, right? Social yeah. media yeah. kind of is word of mouth if we think about it. Yeah. It's so easy to like a post to tag your friends to comment to share whatever it is on various platforms as far as how we put that social media into practice is this organic we're putting out content pictures videos whatever it may be is this 
putting some money into advertising on these platforms? Is it a combination of both? What does that look like for you guys? So we've done a little bit of like boosting posts, but to be honest, it's something that I, I struggle with. I'm not great at it. Um, it's something that at some point I would love to, you know, if I, you know, somebody comes into the gym and uh, I don't have anybody right now that really wants to handle that. But um, one day I would hope to have somebody. Um, but it really just is about right now what kind of what that looks like is just taking a picture you know, make it a, a small post um, and then um, and then just, you know, sharing it. I tag all of our coaches in it um, and then they, you know, then they share it. And so that's kind of what it looks like right now, which is not great, um, you know, and, and I and I will, like I said, we were in comps and things like that, then I'll, I'll boost posts for things like that. Or um, we rec I recently boosted one, not all of them, but sometimes I will. I think if, if we're honest with ourselves as gym owners we get into owning a gym because we love training or coaching and not necessarily because we love running ads on instagram yeah, or, right, or putting right. money into facebook i i it's rare that i speak to somebody who has years and years of experience on those types of things and i think it's a skill like yeah, anything else like the more you practice it the better you yeah. get at it and it can be improved, but I think it's just unnatural for people in our industry to intuitively know those things. Yeah. At least it seems like uh, a route that we may go in the future, but we'll save that conversation for another day. When somebody reaches out to you guys, we've got a prospect interested in training. What's the sales process like? Who do they speak with? What's that conversation about? And, and how do they get signed up? So, if it's a phone uh, connection, it's always going to go through her because uh, her number is connected to it. So uh, when you go through the website and you click on whatever, go through Facebook, uh, the information, emails, whatever goes to her. Uh, so that point of sale is 100% her. Then the rest of it would be uh, either through myself, Megan, or the coaches in the gym. You know, if we have a drop in that comes in. Mm -hmm. or somebody just wants to try out a class and they, they show up or um, those different avenues. And that's on us or the coaches that that's going to be there at the time. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a by committee. Exactly. What it yeah. sounds like yeah. everybody yeah. chips in, in some capacity. Yeah. We just try to get them there that even when I answer somebody on the phone, like my ultimate goal is to get them to the gym so that I can really just talk to them. Cause it's all about, you know, they get so nervous because they most of them haven't done group classes before they're you know so yeah. if i can calm their nerves i can and make crossfit them can be intimidating yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah so if i can make them feel uncomfortable i mean if i can make them feel comfortable <laughs> in a space that is that they're about to possibly be uncomfortable and, and if i can get yeah. them there first and make them feel comfortable by just asking them questions and identifying with them that kind of stuff then that tends to to go in a, in, a, in a good direction so yeah and then within them actually signing up is this they go right into those group classes is it like a monthly membership are they paying per class tell me a little bit about the the actual transaction we have an on-ramp process um where they take a few one-on-one -on -one classes before they jump into a class that's usually how we do that yeah that's the preferred method <clears throat> yeah and then monthly yeah yes. then it's a monthly monthly yeah. membership yeah yep. okay now, uh, the, the tried and true battle in the CrossFit world, we can get people to sign up all day long, but if we can't 
keep those people, then it doesn't really mean yeah. much. For you guys, what's going to influence the, the longevity of your membership the most? How are you going to make sure that these people are sticking for the long haul? Uh, I think, you know, Megan and I can't do it ourselves. It's, it's the community within the gym that really, when somebody comes in and they, you have that, it's so like 5 p.m. is always the same people, right? 4 p.m. is almost always the same people. So when they come in and they can relate and, and kind of attach themselves to that, that core group of people, uh, that's where it really happens. Because it's not always the same coach, but it's always going to be the same athletes. So you, we really have these classes that get bolstered up. And you know, hey, so-and-so is going to be at this class every single day. Um, if they're not somebody, Megan and I normally don't have to reach out to them. One of the athletes are reaching out to them. Um, and then we also like to do things outside of the gym. Um, kind of, I, I think Rich Froning, I, I heard him say, uh, why well, have all this fitness when you don't know how to use it or when you don't use it, right? So we try to do, um, even if it's something just as simple, let's go play ultimate Frisbee on a Saturday. No, no gym time. Let's go out and do something different. Uh, yeah. We try to do that. Hiking, we haven't done a hiking, but that, that's in the future, you know, just to go out someplace into one of the close uh, quote unquote mountains. That's what we call them out here. But um, and do some kind of hiking, just something that is community driven, but not gym driven. Sure, I've seen. I mean, I've seen all kinds of like tough mudder, obstacle course yeah. racing, like things like yeah. that that find really, really successful when we talk about quote unquote building culture or community. It's it's a yeah. tough thing to measure, but you when you know, you know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. For you guys, I mean, our whole conversation so far has just been how do we how do we grow and how do we maintain our membership? Six months in as owners, this may be a tough question, but as you visualize kind of big picture into the future, where do you guys want this whole thing to go? What's what's the grand idea for this business? Uh, for me personally, I I don't want to be I don't want to be disconnected from the business. I, I enjoy coaching. I enjoy uh, the business itself, but I want to be disconnected from the business, right? I, I want it to run itself. I want to have coaches that I know that, Hey, this is my head coach. They've got this handled. Hey, this is my programmer. They, they've got programming handled, uh, to where I can be more hands off. You know, I, I can go work out, coach a class, a couple classes a week, uh, be there, be a member. Um, but build opportunities for other people to do things that they want to do. Um, you know, somebody, we've never had a full-time coach other than Megan that she's by default a full-time coach. Um, but get that opportunity to somebody else, somebody that wants to pursue a career, I can actually create a career for that person. That's yeah. kind of the long-term goal. I think it, it's, it's, it makes sense, right? When you guys first took over, you are head coach, you're head janitor, your yeah. head marketer, your head of sales, you kind of all of these things fall to you. And I find that as businesses like this evolve and income grows, resources grow, we can delegate a lot of those things that aren't necessarily our yeah. favorite thing to do. But it also buys us out of all of those responsibilities, you can then focus your time on things that you like to do and, yeah. and really make an impact in the business. It's cool to see what you guys, what the vision for this is. I, I don't mean to be a naysayer, but I think it's one thing to do it and one or one thing to yeah. say it and one thing to do it. So I, I hope that it yeah. comes to yeah. fruition for you guys. 
we're running a bit shy on time here, but before we sign out of here entirely, why don't you tell people listening where they could learn a little bit more about CrossFit Pell City? Is there a good website? Is there social media? Where can people go to find out? Yeah, so we, we do have a website. It is uh, cfpc.fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, it's not a bad website, but it is still a work in progress. We're still transitioning uh, from old ownership to new ownership. I'm sure. I'm, I'm not a web developer, so I'm working <laughs> on it. It's getting there. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, what's the Instagram at? CFP Pell City? Yeah. Um, I think it, she'll look it up. Uh, we have Instagram. We have Facebook uh, that are actually – we have pretty decent social media. So if you really want to know what's going on, social media is where to Go find Go on Google and search CrossFit Pell City. Yeah. yeah. We'll find um, it one way or another. So our, our uh, Instagram is CF Pell City, and it is linked everything with our Facebook. So, you know, you see one, you see both. Uh, but CF Pell City is where, where you want to find us. That is tremendous. Guys, I, I really appreciate your willingness to contribute here. I think gym owners all benefit from conversations like this where we yeah. can celebrate what we've been able to accomplish, but at the same time be aware of things that we're still working on. And so – I, I really appreciate your time here. Like I said, I'm excited to see what the future of this is. And it sounds like you guys have a lot of cards left to play. So for Thanks. now, we're we're out of time. But I wish you nothing but the best moving forward, right. guys. Thank you very much. Yeah. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us, talk about your business model. Click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Jim Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Jen with the Fitness Lounge NYC out of New York. Jen, happy Friday. How are you feeling today? What's going happy on? Happy Friday, JJ. I'm feeling feeling pretty good. I'm a little bit colder in New York than you are in Orlando. But other than that, we're good. I'll tell you what, the AC is uh, bumping in here a little bit. Oh, so. <laughs> I have the natural air conditioning. Be jealous. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, uh, look, we're excited to have you on. And I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with Fitness Lounge NYC. But uh, first, you know, let's start with the basics here. Let's give the viewers some perspective. You know, how many members are you serving currently? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually 
we are a little bit of a non-traditional gym in terms of the membership. We don't really have members per se. We're a personal one-on-one training gym. So you don't pay a monthly membership fee. Um, We're kind of, if you would, like a WeWork for gyms. Um, So we have around, we're roughly working with, I think we have around like 45 personal trainers who are in and out of the gym and they have their independent clients. Gotcha. I love that. That's cool. It's like a, like the barbershop model, if you will, right? Where it's like- they, Very similar okay. to a barbershop model. Yeah. Gotcha. And so, you know, I mean, obviously being that you guys are, you know, outsourcing the space to these trainers, I mean, maybe it might be a hard question to answer, but I mean, maybe you can. So I'll throw it out there. What's been the best method of getting new people interested and through your doors? Absolutely. The best method of getting people into the doors, well, on a getting new trainers into the doors, we do a lot of outreach on social media, a lot of word of mouth, um, getting new trainers to come bring their independent clients over to us. Um, We do do some manual legwork going into the parks during the summer to get people prepped for when the weather gets cold or rainy and the park is really not a viable option. And then in terms of getting new clients, we do a lot of online marketing for free consultations to get people in the door and that traditional kind of semi-workout, semi-chit-chat type of environment for new clients to get matched with the personal trainer. And we kind of advertise it in a way that's like we're we're like the matchmaker for personal training. Yeah. Um, so you kind of fill out your wants, your desires, your needs, what you're really looking for in that personal trainer um, to then be matched with the best fit personal trainer, not only for availability and budgeting, but also style. You know, if you're looking for that passive workout, you don't want the heavy lifting, you know, meathead as your trainer, you kind of are looking for that more passive kind of yoga Pilates type of personal trainer, even though most trainers are very versatile and can really adapt to the client. We try to really match that success rate for both parties. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. I think it's it's genuinely important when you have a demographic of, of client, but you also have a demographic of trainer that you can kind of connect. I think that's really, really important. So that's great stuff there. And so, I mean, for you, I mean, I think it's a little different, right? Because you're not actually taking on the clients, unless you do coach them, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. But um, how are you guys able to manage and track metrics? I mean, it, it's, it might be a little different than, you know, tracking clients here, because you're tracking, I think, the data off of the trainers as well. So how are you guys able to manage and track, you know, clientele, trainers, all of those things jumbled together? I mean, how do you guys do that? Yeah. Um, I mean, we have people at the front, so, you know, every trainer has to sign in every client does also sign in to the session. So that's all match and tracked, um, every consultation in terms of the consultation from, um, free consultation to closure is also tracked. So that's all, all being tracked and and connected for metric purposes to kind of also see, you know, what trainer has the highest closure rate, who is, losing all their clients um, in terms of who we then advocate to get, you know, additional who's really working or who needs maybe, maybe some assistance. Yeah. And so as an owner, I mean, are you guys more of, are are they all, or well, are the trainers doing all of the the lead generation closing and 
fulfillment themselves or do you guys do some of that like work for them? We do primarily the lead generation. Okay. And then we try our best to get the trainer to close just because naturally at any, at any free consultation after someone has those endorphins up, that's the best time to get that closure and that click to sell um, when they go home and kind of cool down and, or get sore (laughs) and start to realize, Oh, that wasn't, that wasn't as fun as I thought it was in the moment. Um, That's a lot of money. I don't know if I want to commit to that. Once that starts to happen, um, the closure rate goes down. So it's a lot more beneficial for that closure to happen uh, at the onset of the consultation. And since we we're kind of trying to bring personal training back to being personal. I think big gyms have kind of screwed over a lot of a lot of trainers in terms of the percentage rate that they're that they're getting paid over the long run. And that's what ends up having either trainers who are ill-equipped to be personal trainers at the gym. That's where a lot of our clients come from, some of the larger gyms. Um, and it's not not a relationship that they like because all of the great trainers start to realize, Hey, I have this certification, this certification, this experience, and I'm only getting paid this. Um, I can make a lot more on my own. And that's where we kind of have found that spot for them to be on their own. And so kind of allow more flexibility for the trainer to charge what they want. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so I guess let's say long-term next five, 10 years. I mean, what are you guys really trying to accomplish with the fitness lounge? What are you guys trying to do? Um, I would say, I mean, we're really trying to reimagine what personal training looks like. I think personal training, uh, a lot of people, for a lot of people, it seems on to, on the client side, unattainable to afford a personal trainer for many and to find one that they can have a long relationship with. And so a lot of our trainers who are most successful, their clients have been with them for, you know, four or five years. And it's kind of merging that, you know, you don't have to have a gym membership fee. If you never go to the gym, unless you're training with your personal trainer, why should you be paying 160 additional dollars a month for this facility you don't use when I also then pay again to see this human? Um, So kind of eliminating that unnecessary charge um, and really making personal training, personal, really allowing the personal trainers to have ownership of their business, because that's ultimately where that customer service lies. Every customer is different. It is so personal and fitness in general is so personal, whether it's weight loss, very sensitive topic, whether it's injuries that you've had for years that you can't get rid of also very personal. It could be a very tough thing for someone to make this commitment. And so allowing the trainer to really be the one managing that business relationship ends up with longer lasting relationships and kind of really transition and grow that. And so to have, we ideally we want to have fitness lounge locations throughout the city to be able to be that spot for people. That's amazing. Yeah. That's definitely, I think it's, it's a, it's a great approach. I think it's unique. And I think you guys are your own competition, right? I mean, there's no one else. Like, I, I mean, at least in, in my recollection, I haven't seen someone too similar at the very least, but that, that's great. That's great stuff. The owners are, the owners are entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial. And so really maintaining not only that in terms of the ownership of the business, but also viewing every personal trainer as their own entrepreneur and allowing people, I think COVID really made a lot of people not want to work for someone else. 
And so allowing people to have that space where they can have their own fully functional business without, without the overhead. I love it. I love it. I've got one more question for you here, Jen, my favorite question of the day. You know, if you could go back in time here to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Um, trying to think. I mean, well, we would have had like, we, I think we would have had a licensed physical therapist in the door so that we could have stayed open during COVID. (laughs) So I think, um, you know, we do work with some physical therapists now, but I think that definitely would have been, would have been one of them. That is very, uh, COVID COVID specific since we were, we were police escorted out of the, out of the gym during COVID. Yeah. Uh, when we were trying, when we like first closed, we were like, okay, great. We were trying to stay positive, optimistic, right? We're like, let's go in, let's, you know, do some painting touch-ups. Let's add some new shelves. Let's make some little modifications to, to keep ourselves busy while we have nothing to do. And so we're the ones on the lease. The city's still charging us rent, con ed, you know, electricity. We're still being charged for that. Even the lights are off. And the cops came on the door and they're like, oh, you guys can't be here. And um, my husband and I own the gym. And we were like, oh, well, we're, we're married. We're quarantined together. Our names are on this lease. Like, what's the difference between us being in here or in our home? Well, it's a gym and gyms are closed. We're like, once again, here's the paperwork that on the gym. Well, it, it sends a bad message to the community. So they waited until we left the gym and closed the gates and got in our car and left. And then the next day, um, they, from an unsolicited number called us and the, the gym's phone had been redirected to my cell phone and called us and they're like, Hey, Hey buddy, uh, we're here to work out. And at the time we had conveniently been just driving past the gym and there was a cop car posted outside the, outside the gym. Hey buddy, we're here to work out. Uh, we're, um, we're closed due to, due to COVID. Do you want to schedule an online session? Can we help you with that? And da, da, da. Oh no, someone told me you guys are open during COVID. And then we said, oh, are you, are you the police calling? And we saw the guy outside the building on his phone. And we're like, oh, um, well, actually we're right behind you. So you can, uh, we, we can talk about this in person. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Insane. That's a story and a half. Holy cow. Yeah. So definitely would get that licensed physical therapist in the door so we can be a physical therapy place. Cause they were, even though half our clients are in between that physical therapy to working out alone stage. Um, so would, would get that in the door. Um, but other than that, you know, I think the way that we, the way that we have kind of open and structured, um, we, we opened slowly and have migrated now from a small space. We, and we, right before COVID, we, um, kind of doubled our doubled our space um, has been pretty pretty successful. Pretty happy with the progression. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations. Look, Jen, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, I mean, please, if you have any social media, a Facebook website, let the viewers know where can we find out more about you and the facility. Yeah. So if you are in the New York Astoria area, we're happy. We do offer free consultations that are part workout, part chit chat. 
Um, all of that and all of our trainers who do work out of our gym are on our website at fitnessloungenyc.com. And that is also our Instagram handle, fitnessloungenyc. So you can find us on Instagram, check out what we're doing. Um, we have semi-private small group classes, as well as physical therapists, MMA trainers, some professional MMA guys who, who also train on the side. And we've got a lot to offer. Every kind of personal trainer you want, we, we have them. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road, Jen. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, I just want to let you know how you can get the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here, okay? Yeah. Awesome. And to everybody else that tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.